Good Friday afternoon to you. I am Overseer Chris. You are watching and or will be listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. Join us today. Today, you got time uh, to get your your text today. We're doing Friday Empowerment, some thoughts I had on the scripture. So as usual, uh, we're going to talk about the historical context, what it means for our daily life. We're going to be on this series for a little bit. So it's not going to be just like uh, our normal lessons of one and done. Uh, so we're going to probably do about two to three more lessons uh, on it. And if you're tuning in and wondering, what are we doing? We are talking about transformation. So when you get a chance. 2 Corinthians 3.18, it reads, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate God's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The historical context of our verse today, Paul is referencing Exodus 34, describing how the skin of Moses' face would shine after meeting with God. We're not reading Exodus uh, right now, but when you have time, go back and read it. But here's a quick highlight. Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp uh, some distance away, calling it a tent uh, meeting. This is in, in, in Exodus and uh, during that time, anyone that was inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent, tent of meeting outside of the camp. Now, Moses used to meet uh, God face to face in a tent. Thus, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. That's what they say. The significance of the tent meeting is said to be a sign of God's presence, worship, uh, if you will. And it's also said that when we're thinking about the context of the scripture, Moses's face would uh, so powerfully reflect God's glory that Moses covered it with a veil to protect the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. Here's what we don't know. We don't know when we're talking about Exodus 34, how long Moses's face shined. We also don't know how long Moses wore the veil. But the point in that is that Paul is contrasting the glories of the old and the new covenant. And I think he does make a reference maybe to uh, maybe it's 13 a verse where he talks about Moses or mentions it in the in the text but cover uh, our ultimate point is Paul's contrast in the glories of the old and new covenants with the argument that the new covenant is uh, far more glorious the old covenant was written on tablets of stone the new covenant is written on the heart the old covenant is the letter of the law while the new covenant is a letter of the spirit we're talking about the concept of transformation Definition of transformation, because, you know, we're being on what words mean. Words matter. Language matters. Definition of trans, uh, transform is to make a thorough change in the form, appearance of, or character of. Thus, scripturally, Paul is talking about our spiritual transformation in that we are changed to become more like the spirit over time. What's my first point? So glad you asked. It's important to think about what this means in our daily application. Because 
from the beginning of time, God's first purpose for man was that we are to be made in Christ's image, becoming Christ-like. So all learning is relational, both in context, meaning the situation we're in, and in content, what God is trying to show me, you, us. So what does that mean? That means our perception of who God wants to be for us will drive every part of our life. What's perception? So glad you asked. Perception is defined as the ability to see, to hear, or be aware of something through the senses. Think of it this way. Let's think about it in the context of a lens. A lens either bends the light so that we can see uh, things clearly or it blocks the light so that what we see is blocked, is ill-defined, is cloudy. Personal experience that I understand about this uh, depiction of lenses, uh, I recently had a cornea transplant. And when the doctor put the new cornea, when she placed it on my eye, my cornea clouded. So when I went to the follow-up appointment, my vision was cloudy. This was unlike the experience that I had before when I had the uh, procedure done on uh, August of 2020. It was like the next day after the surgery, I was seeing everything. But in this case, my vision was cloudy. So her fix for, for that was to watch it, was to prescribe uh, that I use the eye drops that she had given me instead of four times a day, using them two times a day. The good news in, in the, the point of the story is, as far as cloudiness, uh, it has been lessening. But in our in relationship to what I'm trying to tell you today, in our daily lives, me, you, us, we have been shaped by someone else's perception. Sometimes I can even go out and say it. Sometimes it's our own perception of ourselves. Think about it. Some perceptions have either propelled us forward, helped us, or helps us uh, progress, whereas sometimes these ideas even humiliated or traumatized us. For example, and oftentimes a lot of the examples that I've been finding have been talking about this uh, in terms of uh, people's experiences, and they talk about them on Facebook. Like, for example, uh, I was reading a post on social media that talked about the reason that some people are traumatized by the church is because the people, these people saw their parents, their caretakers, or others be good with church. Church transformed their caretakers, their parents, other people's lives, yet this transformation did not connect with their personal life. That was the opinion of people. What are they talking about? What is missing? The part that is missing in reference to the concept of transformation is that transformation is not behavioral modification. I know many of us have heard that it is. There is so much teaching that is out there that talks about this. I'm not covering that today. We'll come back to that. Write that down. But my point is transformation is relational. Scripturally, there are biblical stories from the apostles to uh, biblical characters named and unknown whose lives were transformed by the power of Christ. Uh, they were healed. Some particular experience has happened. There's a podcast uh, somewhere down the line that talks about the transformative power of Christ. Go listen to that. That, that talks about transformation of life in terms of biblical characters. In many cases, though, we think about transformation or, and or therefore, based on, on, on those scriptural experiences, the interpretation and understanding of them, we think of transformation within the context of something tangible, something that you can put your hands on, something that you can see. Think about it. I was sick, now I'm well, now I'm healed, I was poor, now I'm rich, or directionally, I'm moving uh, forward. 
uh, or I'm moving in a specific direction. I was here, now I'm this. I'm not saying to you that you cannot or that we shouldn't think of the things mentioned as ways and or means that people have transformed areas uh, of their life. That's still true. That they're totally, it's totally okay to think about these things within that context. Yet the deeper reflective question I want to encourage you to think about is that perhaps we should be perceiving uh, transformation from height and depth that we should be going spiritually. Here's what we know. What is true in the spirit is true naturally. In spiritual terms, it is perception and observation, a notion and understanding that produces an increase or decrease in our life, in our being. Truth is the quality of being true. Truth sets us free. But if our belief and our perception is distorted, that has an effect on us as well. This is because envisioning ourselves from an inaccurate idea, belief, or view can hold us back from the way God sees us, from the way we move in our life, from the ways that we interact on our goals, from the way that we interact relationally with ourselves and with others. We are united with the likeness of Christ in efforts to transform our minds, our heart, and our spirit. And what that means is the way that we live that out. We have to see ourselves as God sees us. And this means that uh, God sees us, me, you, us, in the best possible way. How does God see you? So glad you asked. Think about it. We don't have time to list all the scriptures, but I'll give you the short paraphrase. God says that you are a friend of God. You are the apple of his eye. You are the beloved. You are an overcomer. You are the bride of Christ. You are a servant. You are a steward. You are an overcomer. You are the head and not the tail, above, not beneath. You are more than, con than a conqueror. We have heard many of those statements in churches. You've seen them paraphrased in, in, on social media. But what does that mean for our life Today, I believe that it means uh, when we're thinking about transformation, it's perception, it's mindset and language. Transformation is uh, in our identity of who we are becoming. Are we confessing the same thing the Spirit does? Our language is important. I know I've given you a lot to think about, but the keys I want you to think about this week, your homework, if you will, between now and when we return to talking about this some more next Friday, is identity. Point number one, write this down. Identity is a key to transformation. Two, perception is important. Is our lens clear, distorted, or clouded? Three, how do we perceive ourselves in relationship to who God is? How do we perceive ourselves in relationship to who God wants to be for us? The good news is you can ask God, who do you want to be for me? You, you get to ask. Remember that. Other questions. Are these uh, perceptions helping us move forward and progress relationally with our in the relationship we have with ourselves and in the relationship we have with others? Because I told you, in the kingdom, in learning, in growth, it is all a relational experience. I know, because I was thinking about this the other night, I was thinking to myself how sometimes it has felt like that I grew more relationally when it was just me. I, and, and, I, and I think I, I felt that way uh, because, you know, when it's just you, 
and it's just you by yourself or just you in a situation, just you in an experience, there's no one else to be accountable to. There's no one else to, to reach out and, and tell you about yourself, to tell you truth and love, to really talk about the things that are issues because it's just you. And, and, and that uh, view uh, of the way that you're growing and going in that particular point in time and space in your life is monolithic. And as you know, me, you, us are not monolithic people. There's lots of intersections in who we are, in our ideas, in our thoughts, in our expressions, in our positions, in our relationships. Just, just food for thought. But my ultimate point is how do the answers to these questions in, in our lives impact how we view learning growth in the kingdom. The answers to these questions are so important. I'm also not saying that that means that right now within the next five minutes that you're going to have the answer to them. I'm not saying that. But I do encourage you to think about them, to reflect and to answer. You can feel free to share your re reflections on this page when, when you see this video posted or you can email us always at the podcast, encouragingyourspiritpodcast at gmail.com and that's just what I wanted to share share with you about because I was just thinking about transformation and how it comes up. Of course, I was thinking about 2 Corinthians 3.18. The next one I was thinking about, we're not covering it today, but, you know, the scripture that talks about the renewing of your mind because I think there are a lot of narrating conversations about transformation. There's transformation as it relates to vision, uh, uh, perception, as I was saying. I said perception, mindset, and language. So in thinking about how transformation relates to each of those topics, there's often transformation as it relates to biblical characters, transformation of, of how it relates to us individually and, and how we're transforming. When exactly does that occur? How does that occur? And I, I think it would be important to have a conversation about what that looks like. What does that mean as members within the body of Christ? How does that affect and impact us relationally in the relationship we have with God, who we expect or think God is for us? Are we having that conversation in prayer in our spiritual growth time with Abba to ask, who do you want to be for me? And not just from the space and place of whatever it is that our circumstance and experience is, because Abba is so much bigger than the circumstance. It is so much deeper than the circumstance that we are experiencing. But thinking about who does Abba want to be in our life as we grow relationally in our relationship with spirit, in our relationship as we grow within ourselves, as we're on this evolution pattern to evolve in our ideas and our thoughts and to grow toward our goals and our in our evolution as we're thinking about how we transform our lives as we grow in our relationship experiences, personal, friendship, relational, you know, all of those things are important. I believe they are. And I hope you join me on this journey as I walk this out in uh, in uh, teaching about transformation. I hope what I have said encourages, empowers, educates you. I hope it uplifts you. You can always reach out to the podcast. Be sure to let me know on the bottom of the page the questions that I ask you in reflection. How's it going for you? Tell me. Encouraging your spirit podcast at gmail.com. That's all I have. Let's close with a word of prayer. Gracious God. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your kindness, for your unfailing love that is infinite, that calls out 
No matter where we are, we take beauty for today in all that you're doing in us and around us. Help us to continue to grow in the nature and knowledge of who you are. Help us to continue to grow relationally in our learning. Who do you want to be for us in our lives, in every area? We need you in all level. Help us, help us, help us. Help us be kindness and love and grace to all that we meet in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all I got. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks uh, always for being a, a, a friend, listener, supporter of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. That's all I got. Y'all have a great day. Peace. Transformation, part two, next week. See y'all next Friday. Bye.